Hello, this is the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is 229. If you hear my bed springs, it's because I'm in my bed. I'm just chilling here. It's Friday, November 16th. I'm getting ready for a huge wedding. Then I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving. But right now, we got to talk about some things here on the pod. The Tommy Divine Podcast. Wow. What do we have in store today? So, a lot of hullabaloo is going on with the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to tell you this right now. Do you know how good that team is? I mean, okay, yeah, so what? Draymond Green and Kevin Durant got in a fight. Real big picture scheme of things? Not really going to fucking matter. I mean, let's be honest. That team is still going to win the NBA Finals. They can have Durant and Draymond go out, and they can still win the NBA Finals with Steph and Clay. And I, I guarantee they could. If they couldn't, they'd still make the NBA Finals. I, I'm serious. Like, I don't think they can afford to lose two players, but even if Draymond Green's out, I think they can still win the Finals. I mean, it's very possible. They'll be fine. The Warriors will be fine. Look, here's a theory of mine. So, okay, NBA in November is probably the most boring thing. It's like baseball in July. Like, no one really cares about baseball in June and July because it's so boring, and we've seen it so many times. NBA in November is pointless, and it's kind of boring. And so I feel like what the Warriors are doing, it's like it's becoming so boring for them to win games now that they're, like, just fighting each other because, you know, and they're probably being too picky too. It's like they just are starting to fight each other. And it's because at this point of the season – there's nothing really to motivate them. So they're fighting now, and they're just, like, bickering. And it's like they know they're going to make the NBA Finals, so why don't we make it interesting? Why don't we put some headlines out there, kind of spice it up a little bit? Instead of Warriors kicking everyone's ass, let's say, oh, Warriors fight. You know, whatever. Try to try to spice up the headlines. Try to make the NBA look a little glamorous. But, you know, we all know the Warriors are going to be there in June, and they're probably going to face the Celtics or the Raptors or the... Pacers or, you know, whoever they're going to play, they're probably going to beat them. So, you know, uh, they're going to win another championship. That's really what this is all going to come down to. I mean, everybody's really freaking out about this Warriors team. You know, we all know this Warriors team is going to sweep every God-blessed team in the West. I mean, there's really no competition. I mean, it's becoming like this with sports. It's like Alabama football. It's like Duke basketball. It's like the Warriors in the NBA. It's like we know... When it comes to June, we know that the Golden State Warriors are going to the NBA Finals. That's just what's going to happen. It, it, that, unless something monumental happens, we are not going to see another team in the West besides the Golden State Warriors. Just not going to happen. I'm sorry. But that's just what's going to happen. Now, with this whole fighting thing with Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, it, it'll be done in a week. No one's going to remember this in June. No one's going to remember it in February. No one's going to remember it in a week. No one's going to remember it by Sunday. Because the Warriors are going to kick everyone's ass. That's the point I'm trying to get across. You know, they're getting bored of winning all these games. They get tired of it. They just want to get to the playoffs. Too bad the NBA is a grueling 
feels like 20-month league, but it's not. It's only 9 or 10. It takes forever. It's a long, long season. So you got to do some stuff to spice it up, make things interesting. Try to not to be a boring locker room. So, you know, they do these fights. It's team bickering. If you've ever been on a team, you know what a team is like. You get in fights with people. That's just what happens. When you get with a certain person and you're with them all the time, on the bus, in practice, in doing weights, icing your body. You know, when you're doing all these things with your teammates all the time during a season, you're going to bump heads. You're going to bump heads a little bit. That's just what's going to happen. You know, it's not like they mean for it to happen. It's just going to happen. Some people you're going to get a little bit more irritated than with other people. But usually when you're in a long season like that, you're going to collide every once in a while. You're going to get in fights. You're going to be upset at your teammates sometimes. It's just the nature of the beast when it comes to sports. So everybody's making a huge deal out of this. It In the long run, it means absolutely nothing. In June, we're going to laugh about this. We're going to be like, hey, remember when Katie and Draymond got into a fight? Yeah, now they're kissing and making up here in the finals. They're kicking everyone's ass. And they're going to drink champagne. And they're going to wait till October and get in their you know, NBA championship rings again. I mean, everything's going to be fine. All right? So let's just skip ahead to Duke basketball and who they could lose to. Because they are cremating everybody and sending everybody to the morgue. I mean... Duke basketball has been unbelievable. Let's take a look at their schedule and see who they could lose to. I want to take a look here. I don't know who they're going to lose to, but I I want to see. It's pretty hard to stay undefeated in college basketball, but I'm telling you, if anybody were to do it, it could be this Duke team. This Duke team is killing everybody. And when I mean killing everybody, I mean killing everybody. I mean, they are taking no prisoners. I mean, this team is just annihilating every opponent they face. Now, let's take a look at who they're playing, who they could potentially lose to. Not saying they will lose to, but let's see. Uh, okay. They played Army on Sunday. I don't know. It was kind of a weird game. They beat them. They play San Diego State on Monday. I don't know. That could be potentially an interesting game. Um, You know, they beat up on Kentucky pretty bad like a week ago. Beat up on Army. Beat up on Eastern Michigan. San Diego State's going to be an interesting test, but I think they'll get past them. I think they'll beat Indiana. It'll be interesting to see Romeo Langford against Zion Williamson, but I think they'll beat uh, Indiana. Then they got Stenson, kill them. Hartford will kill them. They get a pair of Ivy League teams. I think they'll beat them handily. Texas Tech could be an interesting game. Texas Tech did good last season. So uh, the ACC schedule is where I see some teams maybe getting them. Um, They have to play Syracuse twice. I think they'll kill Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not very good. Um, they do have to play Syracuse twice. They do have to play Florida State. Uh, that'll be a tough game. They'll play Virginia. Um, you know, uh, Syracuse uh, twice. Like I said, they'll play Virginia Tech. They're ranked. Um, and then they have to play North Carolina twice. So, you know, those are all potentially game losers. Um, but I'll tell you this, and even there's a 
bonus ACC game they may lose because, you know, if the, the thing is, will they bring energy to each and every game and blow teams out by 20 points or more in every game? If they do that, then they're unequivocally the number one seed overall. I mean, there's no question. And if they can continue this undefeated streak, I mean, you know, it, it really will depend. But I'll tell you this. If anyone's going to beat them, they have to bring their A game. And they cannot make mistakes. And if they do, very few. Because this Duke team will pounce. I mean, this Duke team's crazy good. Zion Williamson is a man among child. I mean, the dude is unreal. And he continues to do well in these games. And he continues to impress. And I'll tell you this. I really, I mean, I know they're probably going to end up losing some games, but I just don't see how they lose. They play Virginia twice. That's tough. North Carolina twice. That's tough. But, uh, dude, I don't know. I, I, I don't think any of these ACC teams are ready for what Duke is about to unleash. I mean, I think Dukes are about to unleash the hounds of hell on the ACC. I don't think the ACC knows what's coming for it. Um, you know, I think Jim Beheim may have some success, but other than that, Virginia coming off the loss to UMBC in the NCAA tournament, are they going to have a hangover year? What's, I know they're two and oh, but you know, what are they going to be like come ACC time? So we'll see. I don't know, but, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm ready to see what this Duke team's got, but they got a interesting test against San Diego state on Monday. So we'll just see about that. But, uh, yeah, this will be an interesting, interesting game. So, anyway, let's talk about, oh, let's see. Well, we got the weekend coming up. I got a wedding this weekend, so going to do that. Going to be in Terre Haute for a lot of college football on Saturday. So, but Sunday, we got an interesting week eight or week 11 here the NFL. Week before Thanksgiving, it's getting close to that cutoff time for playoff teams. And uh, there's still some some places that are wide open. Um, the AFC East is pretty much kind of taken care of. New England's kind of pulling away we, as we take a look at the divisions. AFC North is still kind of up for grabs. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's f- uh, six and two, but Cincinnati five and four. I mean, that could take a few weeks and that could shake up. That's still not completely over yet. AFC South is still a wide-open division. The Colts still have a game against Houston to play, and they still have two against the Titans and two and one against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they beat the Jaguars this week, so that division's certainly not over. Um, the AFC West, Kansas City is sitting up with 9-1. and one. They've probably pretty much taken care of the division, but they still they may have two meetings with the Chargers left. i got to see. Um, yeah, so they still have... They beat the Chargers already once, thirty-eight to twenty-eight opening opening uh, day, and that was only by ten points. And then they still got to play the Chargers, so you know the Chargers still have a chance. But mainly the Chiefs have that one wrapped up. And then you look at the NFC: Redskins six and three atop of the division. That division's still not completely over yet. Dallas uh, still has to play the Redskins once more. 
Redskins beat them by a field goal last time. Cowboys riding a little bit of momentum, beating the Eagles, the defending champions, last week on Sunday night. So they're kind of riding in high. And then Philly's still got a few things to say. Well, the Giants are down at the bottom of the polls, but Dallas and Philly are tied right now. If, um, But uh, Dallas and Philly still have to play one more. So at least I think, yeah, they still have to play one more. So we'll, we'll see about that. But uh, Minnesota and, and Chicago play one this week. That's a big one on Sunday night. Chicago six and three, Minnesota five and three. Of course, Minnesota tied with Green Bay. Green Bay is four and five, still kind of fighting for the division, but they lost to Seattle tonight on Thursday night, so that could be kind of kind of tough for them. But Minnesota and Chicago on Sunday night this week, great primetime game. They flex that one. It'll it'll be great. Minnesota getting two straight Sunday night games in a row against Green Bay the third the Sunday after Thanksgiving as well on Sunday night. So. It'll be a very interesting game this Sunday night to see who's kind of on top of that NFC North and maybe a little bit division, I think. This is really kind of uh, an interesting game because Bears have a Sunday night. Then they go on the road, on the road to Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. So kind of a short week for the Bears, especially not only because they don't even play Thursday night, they play Thursday afternoon. So they don't even get any time on Thursday really to practice or anything or do even walkthroughs. So, you know, it's going to be a very, very short week, especially coming off a Sunday night game. So a very short week for Chicago, um, especially playing a brutal NFC divisional game against Minnesota. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Chicago comes into that Detroit game beat up or anything. Um, But this is a good game to prove who's kind of the best in the NFC North. NFC South, it's it's not over yet cuz I believe North Carolina or North Carolina. I believe New Orleans and uh yeah, the Panthers they still have to play twice. So, that division is far from over, but you kind of get a sense New Orleans kind of pulling away. I mean, they beat the Rams last week, killed the Bengals this week, and now next this this coming week um, they have the Eagles. And the Eagles are kind of an iffy team. They're still kind of lingering. I think if New Orleans take care of, yeah, sorry, takes care of business against the Eagles, uh, I think they probably got their NFC South wrapped up. But uh, Carolina's got a tricky game at Detroit this week. So we'll see, we'll see about that. That'll show their true colors as they come off a whooping against Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. So we'll see. But uh Far from over. Atlanta still kind of lingering a little bit, even though they just got killed by the Browns. But we'll see. And then the NFC West. Seattle had a good win tonight against Green Bay. Not going to lie. They're 5-5. Five and five. Not definitely going to win the NFC West, but could still get a wild card spot. Rams have that baby wrapped up in a basket. Give it to them. That, that division's over. The Rams are the best team, not only in football, but possibly... Not only in the NFC West, not only in the NFC, but possibly in football. So, um, But th- those are kind of the breakdown of the divisions. And really, we got some great games this week, I think. Titans at the Colts. Colts playing better football. Their offensive line's looking great. They're looking healthy. They're protecting Andrew Luck. And this Titans team came off a bye. Just beat the Dallas Cowboys. Or no, they didn't come off a bye. They beat the New England Patriots. So they're coming into Indianapolis. Indianapolis, this is a... F- Second game of like a three-game home stint for the Colts. Needed to be back at home. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Mike Vrabel 
former player for Bill Belichick, used to be a Patriot. New England's just not good against their old coaches, their old players as coaches. They just aren't. They lost to Matt Patricia earlier this year in the Detroit Lions. Now they lost this Titans game. I think it's kind of a fluke. I am going to take the Colts at home. They need to win this game in order to keep pace in the division. I think Marlon Mack and that offensive line take care of the football. They do what they do best. I think Andrew Luck's finally getting time, hitting receivers, doing what Andrew Luck does. He's back to Andrew Luck form. He's back to the old Colts. I'm taking the Colts to win in a close one against the Titans. Titans are a good team, but I just think this is the Colts Sunday. They finally have some momentum behind them. Good win against Jacksonville. We have to score points on the football and in the offensive side of the football. I'm taking the Colts to beat the Titans. Bengals and Ravens, rough AFC North battle. I am going to take the Bengals in this one. You know, at home they got embarrassed last week by New Orleans, led up 52 points on the scoreboard. The Ravens are an absolute mess. Joe Flacco's done. They're bringing in Lamar Jackson. I'm going to be honest with you. We've seen very little of Lamar this season. He's come in and ran some gidget option plays. We haven't seen a ton from him. We're going to see his true colors this week as he plays the Bengals. The Bengals are competent enough that they can play against him. I'm calling it the Bengals. It's a tough AFC North battle. It's a close one, but I think the Bengals win. I think his inexperience will influence the game, and I think he does you know, fumbles, interceptions, some sort of turnover late in the game to cost the Ravens the ball game. I'm taking the Bengals. Uh, close, could tie, but I'm, I'm I'm calling the Bengals to keep it close and to win, to win at Baltimore. Tough place to play. All right, Panthers and Lions. This is an interesting one. I know the Lions are three and six, but they're still kind of a funky three and six. Um, they they could make it interesting. I would not be surprised at all if the Lions win this game, but I'll tell you this: it's at Ford Field. Uh, very hard place to play, but I'll tell you this. I think this is the week we all start to remember that Cam's Cam again. I think that funky Thursday night game at Pittsburgh threw everybody off the scent. That's a tough place to play in the cold on a Thursday night, short week, just kind of a scratch. I think Cam comes into this Lions game motivated. I think he takes care of business. I think he takes care of business. I think the Panthers take care of the Lions. I don't I don't think they find it very hard to win this game. I think at the end they just pull away. I think the Panthers do what the Panthers do. Get the ball to Greg Olson. Have Cam run around a little bit. Find open receivers. Do what they do. I'm taking the Panthers to beat the Lions at Ford Field. All right. This is kind of an interesting one. Kind of a, a winner goes home match, per se. Cowboys visiting the Super Bowl host city to face the Falcons. So both teams, four and five. Falcons off a terrible loss to the Browns. Just humiliated, humiliated against this Browns team. Cowboys coming off a great win against the Eagles. Very good, emotional, divisional win. This is going to be interesting. This really is a winner go home. And I'll tell you, I think if I were like I am, I think that I can't trust the Cowboys two weeks in a row. I don't think the Cowboys are able to put up two straight weeks of good performances. I think this is just too much good for the Cowboys right now. Because 
A week ago, we were talking about Jason Garrett's head getting cut off. Troy Aikman's talking about, hey, there needs to be some movement in the locker room or, or the management or whatever. You know, a bunch of these rumors. And then all of a sudden, the Cowboys win. And everybody's like, okay, let's go back to Oz. You know, it's like, wh- what is going on there? It, it seems like week to week, we're having these, you know, it's like a roller coaster in Dallas. Atlanta, on the other hand, is so inconsistent. You think they're supposed to be a good team. They keep hanging around, but then they blow out losses to the Browns. So these teams are so inconsistent, and it's just so hard to make a pick here. Um, But I'm going to take the Falcons. Falcons are at home. I just feel like there's too much good stuff riding for the Cowboys these days. And there's got to be something to ruin it. And I think the Falcons do that. I think it's a very close game. I think it's competitive. But at the end, I think the Falcons pull away. It's at home. Matt Ryan finds the way to get it done. I just feel like, you know, this is kind of a week where we go back to, oh, the Cowboys are a mess again, you know. Um, So I don't know. It's very interesting to me. This will be a good game. I just think, you know, I don't know. Really, these teams – it's kind of a toss-up for me, but I'm going to Atlanta at home. So, anyway, uh, both teams, by the way, play on Thanksgiving. Just thought I'd let you know. Buccaneers at the Giants. Oh boy. Well, this is an interesting one. J.K. It's not. It's awful. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick will start for the Bucks, obviously. Saquon Barkley's great player for them, uh, for the Giants. He'll be fine. Eli Manning's in his last days. They are finding a place in East Rutherford to bury him. Uh, very soon he's about to be done. Take me the, give me the Buccaneers. Give me the Buccaneers at the Meadowlands. Um, but you know what? I would not be shocked at all. I'll tell you this: I will not be shocked if the Buccaneers lose this game. You know, I I, I wouldn't be shocked. But the Buccaneers are a better team on paper. I'm going with them. But I'll tell you this: if Fitzpatrick doesn't have a couple touchdowns that day and throws a few touchdowns. I don't know what to tell you, but it would not shock me if this game is, what, 27-24 going into the fourth quarter and the Giants are up. That that wouldn't shock me at all, but I'm taking the Buccaneers. I'm taking Fitzmagic to get the win this week. I think the Giants are just too atrocious. They're just too atrocious. I know they got the win against the Mullen 49ers, but give me the Buccaneers out of East Rutherford. You know what could happen, though? If it is snowing and cold in Giants Stadium in the Meadowlands, that could cause some trouble for Fitzmagic. But Fitzmagic also did play in Buffalo, so he knows how to play in cold weather. But bad in cold weather. So Anyway, wow. Texans at the Redskins. Now, at the beginning of the season, when you told me that Texans-Redskins would be one of the good games of the day, because they're both 6-3, and three, I would have thought you were nuts. But the Texans keep winning games, and so do the Redskins. And uh, somehow this Colts team beat the Redskins team, even though they were banged up. Don't know how that happened. At Washington. Both teams have turned it around since. Texans barely beat the Colts. So, here's my thing. I'm liking Alex Smith. He's low-key under the radar, not turning the football over, and he's doing fine, and they're leading the NFC East. But if you're a Redskin fan, you got to have that feeling at some point, oh, when is this all going to go down the shitter? Well, this may be the week. This will be a tight game, but it's at Landover, 
So give me Alex Smith to do smart things. I'm, I'm seeing kind of a week where the Texans kind of fall apart a little bit. I think this is the week we start to question the Texans and how good they are. But I'm not going to question the Redskins because I'm taking the Redskins. So give me the Skins at home. They got a big game on Thanksgiving against Dallas. Give me the Redskins at home to win and beat the Texans. But it'll be a close game. Close game. All right, Steelers at the Jaguars. Well, Bill Simmons, I listen to his podcast every week. He does it with Cousin Sal. Go check that out. Great podcast on the ringer. He says this game is going to be a huge game. You know, a revenge game for the Steelers. It's going to be a real great game. We're going to blah, 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 blah. I don't give a shit. This game is going to be horrible. Jacksonville is back to being awful, which they are because Blake Bortles is trash. And the Steelers are finally hitting their groove. They killed the Panthers on Thursday Night Football. They have got it going. With James Conner at the back, it's like a whole different team. The Bells situation's behind them. Now they can finally get primed and focused for the playoffs and to push ahead. Give me the Steelers. I know it's down in Jacksonville, but the Jaguars have looked awesome awful they look terrible give me the Steelers to win big over the Jaguars I don't care about last year what happened in the playoffs last year or whatever happened I don't I don't care okay the Steelers are beating the Jaguars and that is that I don't care I don't care what Jalen Ramsey says give me the Steelers to beat the Jaguars all right Broncos at the Chargers Broncos have lost it don't know what to say give me the Chargers at home Phillip Rivers does his thing, no problem. We get into the 405 games clean. All right, Raiders at Cardinals. This game, besides Raiders, Bills, is probably the worst game I'll ever see in my life. Ugh. Give me... I don't even know. Give me the Cardinals. I don't think the Raiders are great. I think they're awful. I, I If you told me who's the worst team in football is it the Raiders is it the Bills is it the Jets or the Cardinals I think I would have to say the Raiders I really would I think Josh Rosen's actually okay this Raider team just has no get up it's just awful you know it's just horrible give me the Cardinals to beat the Raiders I know it's <laughs> wow it's a really bad game good thing it's at 405 all right Eagles at Saints all right, this is the week where our defending Super Bowl champion Eagles, sorry, Austin Taylor, if you're listening to this, this is the week where we finally put their head in the guillotine and we cut it. This is the week where the Philadelphia Eagles finally give up their dream that they're going to the playoffs. The Saints at home against the Eagles will be a blowout. The Rams went into the Saints. They went into the Louisiana Superdome. And got killed by or got beat by ten. The Eagles do not know what's coming for them. They have a Super Bowl. A hangover. It's over. The dream is gone. There is no repeat. Eagles fans, relax. You're not gonna win another Super Bowl for another fifty five thousand years. So just chill. Go back to throwing batteries at Santa. You guys suck. Give well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Give me the Saints to win big at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's my big pick of the week. Saints all over the Eagles. There's no way they stop Michael Thomas. They just signed. I think they just got Brandon Marshall out of retirement. Yeah, 
They, they've got a, a cadre of receivers to throw to. they got Al Kamara in the backfield. Drew Brees is playing like an MVP. Give me the Saints to kill the Philadelphia Eagles in New Orleans. Huge game for the Saints, especially before this Thanksgiving game against the Falcons. Give me the Saints at home at 425 on Fox. All right. Now, we had a good game tonight. Packers-Seahawks Thursday night. Three-point game. Good win for the Seahawks. Great game. These next two games may be the best games of the weekend. These are great primetime games, by the way. Vikings at the Bears. NBC, Sunday night. Chris and Al will be there. I'm picking the Chicago Bears. I think this is where we're finally going to see some separation in the NFC North. Um, The Bears and Vikings, I believe they haven't played yet, but let's see. Yeah, they still... Yeah. This will actually be only their third division game the whole year. Because they played the Packers week one, and then they played the Lions last week, and it killed them. They still have to play the Packers once, the Lions once, and the Vikings at the end of the season. So here's what I think. Let's look back at the Vikings. They lost to the Bills. Not a great look. Lost to the Rams. Fine. Tied with the Packers. Only beat the 49ers by a couple with Jimmy G, so that's different. Only beat the Cardinals by 10. They walloped the Jets. They only lost to the Saints by 10. And they only beat the Vikings. They killed the Vikings or the Lions. So, oh, did they get a bye? They may have been on a bye. So they're coming off a bye for this game. That kind of changes things. But it's at Soldier Field. And I'll tell you what. I'm really enjoying this Bears defense. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have such a pressure-filled after di- or night. Khalil Mack's going to get to him multiple times. He will fumble the football. Khalil Mack will recover. It will not be good for the Vikings. I'm giving the Bears the benefit of the doubt, and they're going to win this game against the Vikings. It'll be close. It could be a tie. I'd be very shocked if the Bears kill them, but I'm taking the Chicago Bears at home. I I think they want it more and they need it more, and they're playing really good football right now. So give me the Chicago Bears to beat the Minnesota Vikings. All right. Easily the best game of the weekend. Really no other question. This game I'm about to say, it's... Easily the game of the year. It's the best game, I think, the whole year. We'll we'll see until the Super Bowl. This very well could be a Super Bowl preview. Two best teams in the whole NFL. Two best teams in each conference. This game's getting Monday night football attention. We're back to Monday night football meaning something. It's Chiefs versus Rams, and it's at Los Angeles. You know, we go from Giants 49ers last week on Monday night to Chiefs-Rams. It's like worst to first. It's crazy, this ESPN schedule. But last game of the weekend, great way to end this week 11. Going into Thanksgiving, great way to end it. This game was supposed to be in Mexico City, but Mexico City had some poor field conditions. What do you What do you know? The NFL finds a way to have it on American soil. Eh, just kind of... A coincidence, don't you think? We don't really want the game in Mexico City. 
maybe the maybe the field conditions are bad. I mean, I knew they were bad, but yeah, it's just interesting. That's all. Oh boy, both teams nine and one. This is going to be a heavyweight battle. This is going to come down to quarterback play. And when you look at the weapons that each team has, and there's a whole cadre on each side, this is going to be a bout of of proportions we haven't even seen. I... I don't think a team with both nine and one records have met as early as week eleven. I don't think this is a gift given by the football gods to ESPN. I'm surprised ESPN's not marketing this every five minutes. This game is huge. This is a huge game. Let's be, let's be honest. This game's huge. I, you know, if this was a Sunday game, it'd be flexed to Sunday night. Let's be honest. We all know. Uh, that Jason Witten and uh, whatever that guy's name is, the play-by-play guy, we know that they can't do this game. We all know Chris and Al need to do this game, but or Jim and Tony, but they're not. So we're going to have to have Jason Witten call the biggest game of the year, which is absolutely asinine. And I love Jason Witten, but not as much as Tony Romo or Chris Collinsworth. Let's be honest. But anyway, besides that, I think when it comes down to these games, it comes down to quarterback play and who has the more composure. I think we saw Patrick Mahomes go into Foxborough and almost beat New England. Okay, Who has the better loss, the Rams or the Chiefs? Well, Chiefs lost to the Pats. Rams lost to the Saints. Kansas City... Lost to the Pats by what? Like a score? Like three points? Three points. It was 40-43. to 43. Rams lost to New Orleans by 10. Who's the better team, though? New Orleans or New England? At this point of the season, I'd have to say New Orleans. So, better loss, you give it to the Rams. So, that's a win. That Kansas City loss, or that New England loss isn't looking too good for Kansas City right now. Let's be honest, it's not looking too good. Especially the way the Titans dominated New England at Tennessee. Totally different thing. Then you look at Patrick Mahomes versus Jared Goff. The game is at Los Angeles. I can't believe it's 63-36. to They they give Kansas City a 36% chance to win this I think it's more than that. I think it's way more even than that. I'm going to take the Chiefs, and here's why. You got Patrick Mahomes in the most pressure-packed situation he's going to face all year besides the playoffs, a game in the playoffs. This is pretty much a playoff game. This is going to feel like a Super Bowl atmosphere. You know, both teams are young, don't have a ton of experience when it comes to big games. But you know who does? Andy Reid. And Andy Reid likes to choke in big games. So that worries me when I pick this team. This is very tough. Because I love Patrick Mahomes. And I think he makes some spectacular throws. And Tyreek Hill is so fast. But I'm going to have to change my pick. I'm going with Los Angeles. Andy Reid choking in big games, that worries me. The Rams 
doing well at home. They've got this good little home stint going on. They're coming. I think they're fresh off that loss from. Uh, they beat the Seahawks last week. You know, getting their mojo back a little bit. This is a big game. I'm going to take the Rams. I think it's just too much Todd Gurley. And, you know, I think Goff can make the throws. I get worried about Patrick Mahomes. This is going to be a very back-and-forth game. Uh, You know, it's either going to be that. It's going to be very low scoring. It's not going to be kind of, you know, it's not going to be a 14-7 to game. It's going to be either really, you know, back-and-forth, back-and-forth, or it's going to be very tight and low-key defensively. Um. But I'll tell you this, it's going to be a fun one. It really is. This probably is one of the best Monday night games in a while. You know, it really is. And uh, I'm glad for ESPN they finally have a good Monday night game. So kudos to them. So I'm taking the Rams, but oh boy. Do I feel nervous not picking for Patrick Mahomes. It worries me, but I'm going to take the Rams. So, all right. Well, that was my podcast, and I'll try to be back before Thanksgiving. I think I'm going to be doing a podcast on Tuesday night with my cousin Ryan. We're doing our annual Thanksgiving pod, talking about the Thanksgiving games and a few other things and uh, sports-related. So we'll bring you that on Tuesday night, early Wednesday. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later, and uh, have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Hello, this is a part two of the first podcast I let out tonight, the uh, Coliseum Collision podcast, the episode I did tonight. This is a part two. Um, I just wanted to talk because I was just listening to my first part of the podcast, and I didn't even realize I told you who won. The Rams did beat the Chiefs. I, I didn't know if I said that in my podcast, first of all. The Rams did beat the Chiefs. I was just so excited. I had to get on. I, I didn't even uh, realize that I even say who won. The, the Rams did beat the Chiefs. I mean, it was a fantastic, wonderful showdown. Uh, and, you know, we both we look at both teams now. So this was an exhausting game for both teams. Both teams are going to want to take a hot, long bath tomorrow. They're going to want to soak Maybe a little ice and then a little hot tub. They're gonna want to soak down real well. They're want to. This is a you know, this is gonna. This is a good work. This is a good work for both teams. You know, this was uh, you know, this wasn't an easy go in score fifty on, you know, the Browns or whatever. This is this was the big deal. This was a huge game and they came in and these were you know two high powered offenses coming in facing each other and that's exactly what it was. You know, whoever got the ball last, whoever scored the most points was going to win. And and that's what kind of happened today. And really, you know, I, I think it was hard to say because there was so much balance in the game. You didn't really know who was going to win until the final couple seconds. Um, even then when Patrick Mahomes, who, you know, the last two drives, he, you know, throws interceptions that were just balls that were way underthrown. And you're seeing these warm-ups before the game he's throwing 60 like he's eating an ice cream cone so you think wow okay obviously Mahomes has a pretty great arm but then he throws these lollipop 
way underthrown passes in a double-triple coverage. And you just think to yourself, holy cow, this isn't the same Mahomes we usually know. Not once, but twice does he throw game uh, losing interceptions. I mean, that first interception was awful, but then the second one was even worse. Um, so you you have that, and you think to yourself, now what? Well, for the Rams, they've got good momentum going into this bye week. You know, both teams get a bye week to reflect and think about this huge, massive showdown that they just in, endured, you know, and they get some time to relax and think about it. The Rams in two weeks have a Lions team that, you know, we're, we don't really know. The Lions just beat the Panthers this weekend. They have a good Thanksgiving Day game coming up against the Bears. So we're, we're going to see what happens with that, and we're going to see if the Rams can continue on with their success, and we'll see if Todd Gurley can get it going in the running game uh, against the Lions. And then you got the Chiefs, who played really well. They played hard. Their defense did well. Um, they just didn't get enough turnovers as the Rams' defense did. And Mahomes just has to protect the football, you know. He had too many giveaways, and it cost them, you know. Two of those ran back for touchdowns when he fumbled the football. He's got to take better care of the football. You know, a team like uh, Kansas City needs to take these these games seriously. And I know they take them seriously, obviously, but like they need to, to learn from these. You know, losing to New England and losing to St. Louis aren't bad, or sorry, Los Angeles, aren't bad wins or bad losses per se. But you got to take them and you got to learn from them, you know. And, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, we kind of saw true colors a little bit tonight, you know. He he didn't look as good as we thought he would look. He still made throws. He still is a great quarterback. It's just, you know, when he's up against a big defense like Aaron Donald and Adamican Sue, it's going to be a little tougher, obviously. And he kind of learned that tonight. So, you know, from now I think it kind of will motivate Kansas City going through. You know, this is probably their biggest hurdle they're going to have to face for the rest of the season uh, by far. And so they're going to take this game as momentum, go through, and, and try to to finish up the AFC West on a strong note and win the division and, and get some good position here in the playoffs. Um, so we'll see. Uh, for For the Rams, you know, They've got a tough game, obviously, with the Lions, like I said. Um, and they got a few uh, games down the road that are kind of tough, too. Still have to play the Bears. So, you know, they've got some tough games as well coming up. So we'll see what they've got in store. But I think both teams coming off of this game just both kind of look at each other and think, wow, you're one damn good team. We may see you guys here in the Super Bowl. And that's really what we're kind of getting this vibe is, you know, if these two teams make the Super Bowl, it'll be a really fun Super Bowl in Atlanta. It'll be really fun. It, it, I think from a value standpoint, it'll be probably one of the most f- enjoyable Super Bowls I think we'll have if we get Rams and Chiefs. I, I think it'll be a blast. You know, there won't be the New England factor. You know, I don't think New England will make the Super Bowl this year. Um, You know, I think that will be a very fun Super Bowl if it comes to that. Um, You know, so we'll see. Uh, But it was a fun game tonight. It it just, you know, there's not many words to describe how phenomenal it was. 
Um, I'm just thanking the good Lord that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman did not have to do this game. Because if they had to do this game, I probably would have pierced my nipples until they started bleeding. And that would have been very bad. So I'm glad we didn't have to listen to Joe Buck do this game. I'm really happy. You know, Joe Tessitore and Jason Witten weren't bad, but they just kept repeating things every five minutes. And it did get kind of annoying how, you know, we had to mention that Patrick Mahomes loves catch-up on everything. You know, that was really... That got old about the second quarter because they kept making jokes about that. And then, you know, obviously Jason Witten kept saying, this is not the way Kansas City wanted to start the game. Yeah, we know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they were down early. They came back. We all knew they would. It's Kansas City. It's Tariq Hill. You know, 180-yard bomb to Tariq Hill every freaking week from Mahomes is necessary. That's just going to happen. So we knew Kansas City was going to come back. We knew the Rams were going to blow them out. That's just what was going to happen. We knew that. So, you know, it, it was just a all-time classic it was a fun game. It, it just really made you love football. It made you want to go play Madden, really, is what it wanted you to, made you do. But to be honest, it just gives you a reason why you love football, is games like these tonight at the Coliseum. So, you know, I just wanted to make a part two, kind of talking about what, you know, where the teams were going and who won. Because I didn't say on the first part who won. So... The Rams won, and that's, you know, that's a huge win for Los Angeles, you know. Uh, especially, you know, after the whole wildfire thing, and that's still going on, obviously. And if you can, donate to that, because that's a worthy cause, obviously, out there in California. And, you know, being out in Colorado Springs all week and not being able to sleep in their own beds and, you know, everything for the Rams. And then this game was going to be in Mexico City, but the the grounds were bad, you know, so... You know, the the whole mess up they've had this week. And then Kansas City coming into Los Angeles. You know, this is kind of, uh, you know, a grinded out type of game. And we can now see that, you know, yeah, Los Angeles lost to the Saints. But that was at New Orleans, you know. And so this is a team that we know can grind it out against good offenses and good teams, and Kansas City is one of those. And this was a telltale proving tonight that the, the the Rams obviously are for real. If you hadn't believed it yet, I know that Saints loss was, eh, I don't think that was a bad loss. I think that was just tough, uh, a tough game, especially at New Orleans. So, you know, this was a, a good win for for the Rams. Of course, it probably hurts for the Chiefs, but, you know, if you're the Chiefs, you're not really, you know, uh, hanging your head too much. I mean, obviously there were a lot of turnovers and penalties, but you know, they're a good team. The Rams are good. It's not like you did this against the Browns or the Bills or the Jags. I mean, you did this against the Rams. You were one of the best in the NFC and you could tell they were kind of nervous. The Chiefs were kind of nervous out coming out in the gate. There were a lot of penalties, a lot of things going wrong. You know, they're already down six to nothing coming out and just kind of were jittery. And, and so they're going to have to fix that. But, you know, it, it was, you know, prime time under the lights, big game. It just had all the feels. And so, you know, it's just the, the better team won. But I don't think 
you know, the Chiefs have anything to hang their head about. You know, they lost to a great team. That team, that, that Rams team is great. Let, let's be honest. That's a great team. So I, I don't think the Chiefs really have anything to hang their head about. They'll be fine. Um, you know, they're probably going to choke in the playoffs because they have Andy Reid. But that's a totally different podcast for a totally different day. So I'm going to end it on that, and uh, I'll see you guys. And uh, we'll be back with, of course, the podcast uh, with Ryan. So I'll see you guys pretty soon. Bye-bye.